Hello and welcome to Week 10 Recap of the Dighton Dynasty Podcast. I have my old new co-host back with me today, Chris Pickering. What's going on, Chris? Hey, hold on. I gotta fucking fix this mic. What are you doing? What are you doing? Well, the headset. The headset's not working. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm keeping all this in, just letting you know. What? Alright, that's fine. So it's plugged in. The can you hear me just fine? Hear, yeah, the listeners like, can hear like, you perfectly, perfectly fine. Can you hear yourself? No, not at all. Oh, all right, fuck it. Let's just rip it then. All right, let's get to it. So, Chris, welcome back to Louisiana. How was uh, how was your nice little road trip there? The road trip? I'll tell you what. On the way there, it was pretty smooth, actually, because me and my roommate just switched off. Like, He probably drove six hours of the 26 hours. I did the rest because I'm a man. But uh, on the way back, man, it was just – it was a grind. It was – I drove to New York, and then I drove through Alabama, and that's it. But, oh, my God, it was so bad and rough and whatnot. I can't do that shit again, man. I'm getting too old for it. <laughs> Is that the last drive that the truck's going to make? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. It's not. It's not the truck. It's just the body. Yeah. So, too old? Yeah, man, I'm just deteriorating and whatnot. Dude, I'm not dude. as young as I once, once was, you know what I'm saying? Not a young buck anymore. Hey, no. It was great to see you. Great for you to come up to the Northeast and uh, make your mother happy, though. That was nice to see. Yeah, that's what I do. Just make her happy every every few months. Uh, I didn't stay home that much, so that was that was fun. You know, get out of the house a lot. Her, but her, it was a good your, time. her and your friend got into a nice little shouting match, so that was fun for their... Uh, the viewers, we had uh, me and uh, Jabers and Alex over there at that point, and that was a fun little battle. Amy's always ready to fight. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a bad matchup because they're both just going to argue until no one wins. It could last an hour, it could last two hours. And, you know, I was just uncomfortable. I don't like my roommate. I don't <laughs> like my mom that much. It was just I'm like, uh, I'm st- I don't want, I don't want this at all. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a fun time. Great seeing you. Let's get into some Let's football. Let's do it, man. So I just wanted to open up with some uh, little talk back and forth with what you thought of the actual NFL week this week. It looked to me like there were some big plays. There were some a couple decent-sized injuries and just a little bit of everything in between. So what did you think about that Kyler throw? Because that's definitely what we have to open with. That was – I mean – I don't think it's a great throw. It's just, you know, it was like a 40-yard throw. It's obviously a perfect throw. It's a better catch. That catch was unbelievable. If you don't have DeAndre Hopkins, you don't complete that, most likely. So, yeah, good on D-Hop, man. Good on D-Hop. It was crazy, though. The Bills went down there. Steffi Diggs did his thing, got the touchdown, only left him a little bit of time. Kyler breaks out of a tackle throws it up hopkins with three that's dudes just draped on him just says nah i'm bigger than you i'm better than you see you later just getting getting bodied by a big big body black man not a white guy <laughs> oh no big big yeah. big um breeze breeze has uh officially fractured ribs collapsed lung it's gonna be out a couple weeks so we get uh some famous james back in our life. i'm all about it I'm all about it. You know, I, I want how many games left in the season? How, how long is he out for? You know, they say they say two weeks to start off. They're not going to put him on the IR quite yet. 
But show me. You can't imagine him to be back. Show me quick. four to five weeks, Jameis. Show me, I don't know, 18 touchdowns. Show me 18 interceptions, all right? I'm pumped. <laughs> the Jameis With a love. bunch of yards. I'm pumped for it. Well, the, the, as a, as a um, Michael Thomas owner. This I is like the second it. year in a row where Drees goes down. Um, Drees, Drees goes down. And, you know, this backup quarterback has a chance to come in, get a contract next year. I'm pumped. I was going to say, that's what it's all about. So I picked. Jameis went there for one year and just over a million dollars. He went there for such a cheap deal. Could have went somewhere else. I think Pittsburgh offered him more money. There was a lot of places that offered him a lot more money to give him a shot at maybe fighting for a spot or something like that. And he said, nope, I'm going to go sit behind Breeze. I'm going to go learn from the mastermind Peyton. And he's getting his shot, so let's see what he can do with it. Yeah, man, I'm excited for him. Next year, he'll be the quarterback for the oh, Detroit Lions, something like that. Matt Stafford kind of sucks. <laughs> Matty Ryan, I'm thinking. No way. They're done with him. Matt Ryan's going to be there yeah. until he dies. <laughs> oh, yeah. That contract is stupid that he's getting, so you you could be right on that one. Um. So I was watching more Broncos football than I want to say, that I want to mm. admit. Is Drew Locke just bad? Is he bad? Dude, I'm starting to think so. <laughs> well, you throw four interceptions, I win my fantasy matchup because Drew Locke stinks. I mean, to, to, to be honest, he's he's still really young. Um, I mean, that's no excuse, really. He's, I don't think a Pro Bowl quarterback's ever thrown four, four interceptions in a game before. Um couple of them are just ugly a couple of them are right yeah too. i it just think just, it was pretty sad i i don't i don't know the thing anymore like it stinks because also we, we don't really have that many weapons our offensive line kind of sucks defense plays all right i mean it's okay but i i think it might be defense didn't have a chance with the short field over and over and over again the raiders just all right we're gonna hand it off to jacobs Derek carr is gonna throw a six yard pass and guess what Drew Locke will give us the ball back. Don't yeah, exactly. So, like, and the Raiders, they do this, so they're just going to run the ball, you know, what, 45 times the other day? They're like, yeah, we don't need to throw the ball. We're fine. And, uh, yeah, and, like, you know, Devontae Booker goes for, like, what, 100 yards, two touchdowns. So does Jacobs. <laughs> Got his revenge. Yeah. Got his revenge. I just think, you know, next year, if we get a, I don't know, Top five pick. You think about taking one of the big guys, for sure. Oh, you you got it. Yeah, you got it. But I don't know if the Broncos are going to fall that far. They're going to be going to be sitting probably right closer to the end of the um that top ten. So it's going to be weird spot year after year for the Broncos because they're just good enough and have just good enough coaching. They're in, they're in purgatory. It. It's going to stink. Yep. Show me Peyton. Um, last last game I want to talk about is Kirk finally getting the Monday Night Football bug off of his back. He took that monkey off. He got out of that. He was zero and nine for people who didn't know in his career in Monday Night Football. So he finally got that big win. I don't know if you can give him any credit or that defense credit or just Nick Foles might be just terrible quarterback. He's back to just being him his own self. Yeah. Uh. You know. Ooh wee. You like that? I'm all about it. I'm big. I've been a big Kirk guy since day one. Uh, he really, he really carried that team. You know, Dalvin Cook really wasn't getting done. Um, I like to see Kirk Cousins succeed. I don't know why. I just do. Um, 
That Bears defense is legit, and they were shut and cut yeah. down. He finally got some touches at the end. The worst part about that Monday night game is it impacted so many of our Week 10 yeah, uh, matchups. And everything that could have gone wrong, for me personally, did go wrong. We can talk about that more. But, geez, every every single time it was like, okay, they're stealing two touchdowns. All right, Tex wins. All right, there's Jefferson, another catch, another catch, another catch. All right, there's Larimore wins. Oh, um, Allen Robinson can't find the ball. All right, pick wins. I'm like, yikes, this is not good for morning trouble. Yeah, and, you know, I was preying on Allen Robinson to stink. He had an okay game, but I had to start Alexander Madison. He got me <laughs> 0.4 points. I'm like, oh, my, you got two carries. I'm just like, I'm going to lose this game because I had to start this guy. Ended up pulling a dub, though, so I'm all right. But yeah, I, I, you know, I'm definitely hoping for your downfall. I want you to just be bad. So every week, I just, huh? So yeah, I was gonna say. So like everybody knows, I have that little average finish um, spreadsheet that I started. I was putting together, but Josh Abers came out of nowhere this morning. I woke up this morning to a text message saying, "Go check out a website. It's called theffhub.com." It's not a porn website, just letting everybody know. It's a cool fantasy football website that gives you all like advanced sabermetrics for your leagues as long as they're on Sleeper or ESPN. And it gives you playoff odds. It gives you schedule comparisons. So let's say you were um, looking at your schedule. Mm -hmm. So if I played somebody else's schedule, what would my record be? If this guy played this record, what would their schedule be? And it's crazy to see how difficult – certain people's schedules are like me and Strazik right now, as you know, from points four and everything like that, we have some tough schedules. Yeah. If Strazik played Labulier's schedule, he would be nine Whoa. and one. He's five and five himself. Wow. If Labulier played Strazik's schedule, if you like flip mm-hmm. that around on its head, he would be four and six. So the best player would go all the way to four and six. You could do the same with Tex and myself. So Tex, who's a three seed right now or three four seed, seed I believe, three seed right now. If I played his schedule, I would be eight and two. If he played my schedule, he would be three and seven. So it's just crazy to see how much schedules can really yeah, just make it break. You know, everyone thinks it's just you know make your team as best as possible, but like it comes down to it, it's all luck. That's what fantasy football is. It's just luck. Yeah. I mean, yep. I, I have look at it right now. I have the third least. Points four from the five seed. That shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> yeah. And then one of the other things this gives is like your weekly records versus all teams. So, all right. Like you said, if you play nine matchups a week versus um, just your one, what would your record be? First place is Strazik. I'm in second. Labulier is in third. Chris, you're all the way down in eight. Not a good look. But right now, if you look at the playoff odds, so playoff odds, it's giving your percent chance. Of just making the playoffs or top six seed, Chris, you have a you're at like a 50 50, you're at a 48 percent chance to make the playoffs. So, right now, you have Labulier at 100 percent, he officially made the playoffs. He has a 90 percent chance actually of getting the number one seed. You have Colin at a 97 percent chance of the playoffs, Tex at 88. And Larimore, this one was surprising to me. Larimore has an 86 percent chance to make the playoffs. Strazik has an 86. So there's your top five seeds right there, all over yeah. 80%. And then your next three are fighting for that six seed. You got Harris at 52, you at 48, 
me at 41. So this website's definitely brought some uh, light to some cool things. They got their own power rank. Josh Abers found that? And then they have their own. Josh Abers sent it to me this morning. It's no a way, beautiful dude. thing. Yeah, out of nowhere. He's been, he's been all over it lately. And then there's a thing called a playoff machine. So you can, um, there's three weeks left. So you can click different matchups and say, all right, this week you got Baskin Robbins versus Morning Chubb. You click it, and then they're going to give that team a win. And then you can go to week 12 and see, like, the different scenarios that could play out going forward to see what the likelihood of you making the playoffs is. So it's uh, definitely a cool little website for people to check out. Once again, it's called the FF Hub. All you have to do is put the league ID from Sleeper in, and it brings in all of the information hey, for you. So just throw it in the, uh, the folks at throw it in the uh, group chat or something like that after this, you know? Yeah. Yep, I'll do that. Let me just add that little note, and I'll toss that in there. But, yeah, definitely cool to see because I had my metrics all ready to go, and then Jaber sends me this, and I'm like, my metrics suck <laughs> compared to that. Like, mine are just telling you your weighted record and telling Trizic he's screwed, me I'm screwed, and telling – you and Lyra more that you guys are just getting it nice and easy, but this one gets it down nice and deep. That's sweet. Yeah, definitely a cool spot. So thanks, Josh, for uh, the Jaber Saber metric stats <laughs> of the day. Get a little shout out. So let's get into uh, week 10. I'll let you start off with your amazing 74 to 70 match. Tell you what, man. You know, team Pickering <laughs> doesn't look, you know, pretty and whatnot. But we find ways to win win ball games, you know. I try to treat my team as an actual football team. And we're just grinders, man. We're grinders. Uh, it's very clear that my running backs are hot garbage. Um, I need some running backs. I mean, I should not have won this game whatsoever. I, you know, Colin had a bunch of buys. He had Le'Veon. I don't know if he starts Le'Veon. Todd Gurley, Pat Mahomes, that's a big one. So uh, your boy is the, the schedule gods to help him out a little bit. Um, yeah. And then I look forward to just getting shit on next week by Andrew Harris. And then uh, hopefully catch a few more wins and make the playoffs. Hey, that's oh. all that really matters. What do you think about T. Higgins on your bench? Is he going to be a T. starter? T. Higgins is a starter what do you think? from here on out. For sure. Yeah, dude. <laughs> He's just he's taking over that number one role there. He's past Boyd. He's obviously past Green. Rest in peace yeah, for that that's your boy. man. But I, I just I don't know why <laughs> this man went in the second round. Like I love this guy coming out of college. I loved him. And like he's my only pick in the draft. And I I, I end up just getting a win in the draft. No, that's definitely when I saw you put him on the trade block. We can talk yeah. about that in a little bit, but um, then when you look at Colin's side, yeah, a lot of duds on his side. He he did not have a single player besides his kicker put up over ten points. So yeah, um, kind of kind of struggled there. Uh, Drake ended up looking good, so that's promising for Colin going down the stretch because I know he's been worrying about his running backs. But uh, sixteen carries, a hundred yards for Drake is something good to look at. He'll get Mahomes back. He'll get Gurley back, and then he'll have to. Decide if you want Antonio Brown in his lineups going forward because Antonio Brown looked pretty good too. Yeah, it's kind of hard to start those guys though. Give him a few weeks, like maybe like in the playoffs, like round one or something like that. He'll be ready to go, understand that offense. I, I mean, I have no worries for Collins' team. His, his team's gonna be fine. He just had to buy his bad week, happens. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'll move on to my matchup. So it was 
me against Harris in the matchup of the top two point getters of the week. So uh, Harris beat me by 21 points. It really came down to Michael Thomas isn't Michael Thomas. So if you look at the matchup side by side, Kyler and Lamar both put up some good weeks. Aaron Jones and Sanders versus Gibson and Kelly was pretty mm-hmm. close, even though Kelly is, I don't know. He, Harris really needs Mixon to come back. That's my yeah. main thing on him. And then if you look at wide receivers, they were close, but D-Hop beat Thomas by 20 points, and that's what I lost by. So it really definitely came back to bite me that Michael Thomas isn't himself yet. You started both Browns running backs, huh? Yeah, look at that, though. Started that's Baltimore good. against Houston, which was a bad running team. Both running backs went for exactly 19 carries. One went for 126, one went to yeah, for 104, that. and it really worked out for me. It was risky. I was between starting them or starting um, Duke Johnson in uh-huh. his first start, but Duke ended up staying. How so Nick that was good, but The most promising thing for me is uh, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift, what did he go for? Let me see. Wow, he went for twenty three. He got his first. He got his first official start of the NFL season yep. of his rookie campaign, and he. I was watching him. Really like, this guy looks pretty good. Looks smooth. Like he like hurled a few guys. I'm like, yep. this guy looks pretty good. I mean, I hate lions. I hate lions players yeah. in general, but maybe this is a good thing for him. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Um, on Harris's side, Deontay Johnson had a great game for him. Twenty points. Godwin just did his six for six ninety two really quietly. Adams did what Adams usually does, and uh, Gibson. I was saying it last week. I was more afraid of Antonio Gibson than I was Devin Singletary or Joe Mixon, and I was right. Gibson with twenty points. He looks like he could be the real yeah, deal. Sure. Um, it sucks that he doesn't get much of the receiving downs because McKissick is literally their receiving back. So it's kind of cool on that side. So Harris getting that win puts him to five and five and puts him. Like I was talking about in the playoff odds, a little bit ahead of do you, me. Do you think Andrew starts? Uh, so going to be tight down the end. Oh, uh, Damian Harris from now on. Need running back. I think I think he has to. I think that it's going to be. Uh, well, it all depends yeah. on Mixon. So I think it's going to be Gibson and Mixon or Gibson and Harris going forward. I think that was Kelly's very last chance. I don't think he can start Hines. Um, Singletary, I've always been a hater on and. He's not looking good himself. So it's going to be when Mixon's out, it's going to be Gibson and um, Harris. And then if not, you're going to get some Mixon. I'm not naming there, names, but – Because you, you have to start the – I, I got a trade offer. I'm not saying who did it, but someone offered me Devin Singletary for T. Higgins. Instant no. Ooh. No way. You used to be the biggest Singletary guy. I could never – I could never come around to him. I, I remember – just I planned on drafting last year in the rookie draft. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get Singletary. I'm good. But then end up getting DK Metcalf instead. Okay. I'll take it. Oh, no. How sad are you? What's that? I said, how sad yeah, are you Yeah, I'm about really that? sad. I wish I still had him. Singletary. <laughs> All right. Next week, we can talk about Labulia versus Jabers quick. Um, both didn't put up 100 points. It was a pretty quiet matchup from the two of them. But Jabers just doesn't have the horses. Starting guys like AP, um, Marquise Brown, who's pretty much useless at this point. Randall Cobb, he's just throwing bodies out there, just yeah. trying to see if anything sticks. Jabers gets number one. And then LeBouillier gets his win to get him to that one seed. He's officially that one seed outright, and he has the path to get his money back, path to the bye. LeBouillier's doing everything he's supposed to. Baby LeBouillier guy. Love the team. 
yeah, talking about his players a little bit. Robinson looked good again. He's definitely the workhorse there. James Conner didn't do much, but they yeah. were blowing him out most of that game. Ayuk seems like he's the real deal. He got 14 targets in that game, so awesome to see for him. Chase Edmonds, I was the biggest believer. He hasn't put up those big boom weeks that I was looking for. but And it is crazy to see how many carries Dalvin Cook had. He had 30 rushes for 96 yards. He is their entire offense, no doubt about yeah, like it. Like 13 points for him this year has been that's kind of a bad week for him. Yeah. Terrible week. No touchdowns. Yeah, you take um, it. Saving Grace on Jaber's team, Hunter Henry. I don't know if anybody's looking for tight ends right now, but Hunter Henry with 11 points. He's starting to get a little bit of repertoire with Herbert. I think everyone's looking back. Um, I don't know. Did you see, did you see any of the pictures I of Herbert so. today? Oh, dude oh, no. got a haircut. And it, it is not looking good. So, um, I don't did know you if you can look it up while we're talking, but it's – Shaved his head. He looks like he could be a nice little high schooler now. He's got some acne. He's got a shaved head. He's no longer the golden hair boy that anymore. That shit fresh, it's just, ugh, I don't know. Oh my it could God. hurt him. He could, he could come down a couple notches. That boy looked ugly in that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not his best look. So, Larimore's going to watch that. Yeah, if I'm a Larry, I'm thinking. you trade that man right now. Get rid of him. <laughs> you got it. Nah, I no don't choice. think there's a choice, right? All right, let's talk about that matchup. Let's just get right into it. I'm going to let you start because I have something that I need to tell Strazik after you talk. Well, oh, Strazik lost. I need I need Strazik to win that matchup. With Kamara getting 31 points, he need to fucking win that, dude. Strazik's team's playing good, but yep. he needs a fucking quarterback, dude. You can't rely on Wentz at all. Yeah. That's what so my my big notes in all capital letters I wrote get yeah. off the Wentz wagon. The dude just he refuses. He just keeps playing them and he's like, Oh, it's a good matchup. Wentz isn't good. Like I've been on the Wentz train for years now. I've loved them. I've been trying to trade for him and everywhere. But I I'm done with them. I'm done with that offense. Their offensive line's not getting anywhere. Shazik. You win this matchup, yeah. you start any other of your quarterbacks. Even Tannehill, who had a terrible, terrible week, played better than Wentz. Bridgewater played better. Like it's tough. He needs it, to just if I'm Strazik, if I'm not Ugh. if I'm not trained for a Sit quarterback, I'm Strazik. I'm starting probably Teddy Bridgewater every week because they're in close games. They're always throwing the ball. Yep. All right. And then if we want to get on to Larimore's team. He had some risky starts that worked out. McKissick, 14 points. Cole Beasley, 22 points. It's it's awesome for him to start those because his his big guys went down. Metcalf, only 3.8. Parker, 4.1. Like, didn't have any big weeks, and all of a sudden he has these two guys coming off his bench doing work. That's uh, all about having two running guys backs, ready to two go. Two starting running backs, just bye weeks. Yeah, Larry. Low-key good manager. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, great move. Yeah, and then looking on the other side, Juju did well. Diggs did well. Just that quarterback's race. We can talk about it over and over again. Larimore's doing right with his quarterbacks. And Dude, Stephon Diggs is direction. like super not talked about this year. He's wide receiver four. No, and PBR number one. 
He has scored at least ten PPR points in every game he's played this week or this season. Yeah, he's stood now. I have I have him in the the auction league we we have, and he's just carrying my team right now. And he's he's doing that for a lot of people. It's awesome to see. Um, and this was also the matchup of who yeah. we starting at tight end this week, and that was also the difference maker this week. Logan Thomas put up eight point six. Trey Burton only put up three point nine. Trey Boo Boo with the little hands just couldn't do it. Oh no, he has big hands. Doyle has I remember big hands. Alex yeah, almost started Ali Cox. I remember he's at the house and we were talking to him. We're like, dude, don't start him he's playing Tennessee. No way. And he wins. If he would have started yeah. Mo Ali Cox, he would have took an L. So yeah, he made so that's Larimore. A couple great decisions on us start sets. Logan Thomas was good, so good for him with that win. Hurts me, hurts you, helps Lyra more. We all hate to see it, but he's going to be listening to this, running around, loving his life. So uh, let's get into the last matchup. We had Tex, who needed the win against Pap and got back on it. Russ stunk this week. Russ is an odd quarterback to watch. Certain weeks he is the outright MVP, best player in the league. And then there's other weeks where he just looks like he's kind of lost. And this was a lost week. He just remember a few weeks ago. I think it was my first podcast. I said, "Watch out for Texas team," because the start was too good to to be true. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of happening. All his players are just burning out completely. You know, Adam Thielen getting 18 points. That's not going to happen every week. Besides that, you know, Josh Jacobs is pretty normal, but his team is just ah, it's just not getting it done. Jonathan Taylor's really hurting him. I was going to say, that's the biggest. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's hurting him. And then Kenny Galladay. He treated a yeah. lot to get Kenny Galladay on his team. And he's been out. He's been just like nursing an injury over and over again. He just, he re- apparently returned to limited and practice. That's why I heard I said, that last week. I, it's just something that he keeps coming back That's why I didn't like that trade. You made with Jabers. You know, give him all those picks for two just okay receivers these days. It's just risky, man. Yeah. Was- Dylan has had a very good year, but he is yeah. very touchdown dependent. As you saw this week, he only had four catches, two touchdowns, saved this week. Yeah. And then Pap on the other side, it was Aaron Rodgers did well. His running backs combined yeah, for two point one points. Um, I looked. I ran a stat on his team that was kind of embarrassing. Where was it? Um. His kickers outscored his tight end, both running backs, and both flexes. So his kicker, who scored 16, outscored those other five this week combined. You just, yeah, you just can't have that happen. Yeah, this week. So if you take Gasicki, Landry, Samuel, Lindsey, and Dobbins, that's awful. More than all of them. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't a good week. Pep. He needs to. I don't know what he needs to do. He's going to start Kalen Balaj going forward. Get so rid of Mike Evans? Question points, mark. But uh, he's still asking for. He's still holding on to that first round pick. But Mike Evans is so inconsistent. It's tough for anybody to give it up for him right now. I don't know. Him being an older receiver, kind of getting older on the older side. Him not being a speed receiver. Him just making him big body. And with like tough. I'm not four sure. other receivers there, that bad stuff. It's kind of tough to play any Tampa Bay receiver, really. Yeah. Yeah, you have he has to start Evans every week. Um, Harris has to start Godwin just because they're going to put up 46 points yeah. in random weeks like they did this week against Carolina because that offense is good. 
Um, going back, we didn't talk about. I wanted to say something about Laboulier. He actually didn't start Ronald Jones this week, who put up a ridiculous amount of points. 192 kind of yards. Yeah, he had that 98 yarder, huh? Yeah, he had the 98 yarder, which was awesome to see. Besides myself, who started Fournette in another league, um, and did not know what to do. So it's funny. Tech started Fournette, and Laboulier did not start Ronald Jones. And both were completely. Yeah, I think from here on out, Bouillard just starts four running backs. Kind of have to. Yep. Yep. And then he's got Ayuk. He's got he's got his couple boys in there that'll be ready to go. But we can talk about that when we move to week eleven. Um, we don't have much to talk about about waiver, so we can kind of look through it kind of real quick. Um, more guys just toss on the trade block, so. You got Wayne Gallman that's new on the trade block. He scored a touchdown in like the last like three or four weeks. The man's been playing pretty well. Um, good depth piece to add. Last four weeks, he's had a touchdown. So he's going to put up over 10 points for you. The Giants are going to give him the ball. He's the only guy really getting touches right now. So if you're looking to add a running back to your back end bench that you're going to need coming down the stretch, it's not a bad buy. Yeah, I mean. I don't. I don't feel like investing in something like that. It's a really good idea, personally. Like, like when I make trades, yeah, I want to make guys that will, you know, actually actually produce right away, and produce in the future. Yeah, understandable. Um, next on the list, we got Big Ben Roethlisberger, who's coming off of a thirty-seven point week and a thirty-one point week. The last two. I toss him up there because Kyler Murray is the best quarterback in the league right now, and I don't need Big Ben. And I know there's some other teams like LeBoulier and Strazik who are kind of wishy-washy with quarterbacks week in and week what out. Would you, so I wasn't sure what would if you anybody take? needed just an older What'd guy. What would you take for him? Would second rounder? I would I'll take that. I would take a future second. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Definitely. The next guy on the list, I don't know what this guy wants for him, but it was odd to see Damian Harris on the trade block. Yeah, I mean, that's a guy I I reached out to Harris, you know, looking for him because the running backs kind of stink right now. Um, and just in case, you know, just in case I make the playoffs and my guy started blowing up, I need another running back. But we, just, we really just couldn't get a deal done. It was just – we started at one thing, then we went yeah. to the other – I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, disclose all the trade talks with Andrew. So I tried to get him. Didn't work out. I want him, though. Okay. Hey, good to know. Um, I was I was just surprising to see with Harris's running back struggles yeah. that he was putting Damian Harris on the block. I don't think – I think he's at the worry point with his team that he doesn't know what to do with it. He was sending me um, a couple big-time offers. So he's kind of like in, the, in between yeah. just – what do he I sent do me, next type of He sent me a so, big time offer, a but it's like just, I didn't want to, you know, sabotage my future. Yeah, I told him my time's not right for it as well. So yeah. probably something similar to both of us. Love to hear it. Um next we got Salvin Ahmed for I tried it for a dollar. I tried to pick him up. And you you offered a lot more for him too. 20 bucks, I can dude. see Look, that you offered twenty dollars. I can't for him. stand this whole waivers on Sundays because I can't drop any. I can't drop anyone. 
I thought I could just drop Gerald Gerald Everett. No problem. Nope. <sighs> nope. Why? You would have you would have had to cut Gerald Everett and then do it, I believe. I'm not entirely sure. This is something that we definitely have had multiple people come to me and talk about it. So it's something we're definitely going to look into in the offseason is probably lock it down. I, yeah, because Sunday, Monday. I feel like everyone's grown up on fantasy football and waivers are on Tuesday. We'll figure it out. Yep. Not a big deal. Yeah, it'll be something. Um, so talking about Salvin Ahmed real quick. Uh, starting running back for Miami. Miami just wants to run whoever they got. They officially dropped Jordan Howard. Rest in peace to that man. We don't need to talk about that trade anymore. Um, I got it. <laughs> so, yeah, Jordan Howard's dead. So, Salvin Ahmed is the new running back that they're going with. And he looks pretty Brilliant. good this week. He had – last week they weren't sure who was going to be the starter. He got a good amount of touches. And then this week he went 21, uh, rushes 85 yards and a touchdown. So, it was good for him. Um, he's going to be there until – Gaskin comes back from IR because I'm pretty sure they put him on it. So this should be in two weeks, I believe. So, next week or two weeks. So good pickup for um, Pap. He'll start in two Dolphins, weeks. And then dude, the Dolphins look again, good. So kind of good. Like, the Dolphins are a legit love, team. Tua is fun I think we talked watch. about this like a year ago. And you didn't like Tua. I love Tua. Always have. I don't it like looks funny, but it works, right? Funny. So I started a Madden franchise Saturday morning. I did literally nothing Saturday. I started the Madden franchise with the Dolphins because uh-huh. they've been so much fun to watch. And I've just been going crazy with Tua. He's he's fun, dude. He's a fun guy. They're a fun team to watch. And the coach has them. They're playing good defense, though. That's the thing. Like, you, how many guys can you name on that defense? I can name Byron Jones. That's, like, the main one I can name. There's not too many guys, but they got the boys playing that. All the pressure is not on Tua. The difference between, like, Herbert – and yeah. Barrel right now is like all the pressure's on them. It's like close games at the end where they need to go down and get a drive. Tua has, eh, he gets some extra time, gets to do the this, Dolphins gets to the do right that. Way. So I, it's kind of cool I'm a see. very big believer in you real you uh, rebuild through the defense. You get the defense down, you get to a close game, have your offense just figure it out. I love it. Yep. And what's best about the Dolphins' uh, future yeah, going forward like, is they get Houston's first round pick like top 10 and pick second round pick next year. year. So they're, they're going to have two first round picks coming into this Go get year. Two so oh, watch out. If they can get him like Waddle, they can get him one of those boys from Alabama. Get him Jefferson. Cool. Ooh. Yeah, they, yeah. This, could, this could be a crazy, crazy, crazy year. Um, next up, we have Great I put throw. Jacoby Myers on the trade block. So. Um, he's coming, coming off of three straight or four straight weeks where he's getting a lot of touches, a lot of um, time on the field. So to start the year, he was barely touching the field, and all of a sudden, Nikhil and Edelman went down, and he just started going crazy. And then this week, Nikhil was back, and it was still the Jacoby thro- Jacoby show, and the dude can oh, the throw dime. the ball too. I don't know if you saw that pass. To a white boy, it was. Come on. Dot, that thing was beautiful. Had better touch than Newton. Newton overthrew a couple of guys on some of the same looking throws. I, I think it's so just, love to see that from Jacoby. I think Jacoby um, is clearly Cam's favorite receiver there right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm contemplating starting no. him over Michael Thomas, and no. it might be it might be a real thing. We'll see. 
We'll see. We'll see. So, yeah, just put them on the block just to see if anybody was interested. And even some of those tanking teams that's looking for younger guys um, to, like, revolve their team around. So it could be a tank or it could be somebody who needs a, a flex starter. So To he's call the kill right Harry a bust? He's looking good. Um, no. He's... As a Patriots fan, he's pointless. He's literally – he went in in one play and he ran around and he just, like, blocked a guy. And it was like, oh, this is, this is what just, it's coming he's to. He's a big dude. He's now just that. a big body. But he just – he can't run routes. <laughs> he's not fast. I just don't think he belongs on the field. There's, there's... No, he, exactly. He, he doesn't really belong in the field anymore. And that's how bad it is. They didn't want Myers to play. At the beginning of the year, yeah. you can see his snap percentages. He wasn't on the field. They don't want this guy. They want to do higher. They want to. Yeah, they just can't. Look, he's that bad. Down the hole. Uh, next, we got Larry Moore picking up Rex Burkhead who's coming off of another nice week. So uh, two weeks ago, put up 14 points. Last week, put up 20 points. Yeah. The only thing is the dude barely gets on the field. He gets on the field for like 30% of the snaps. He'll run six or seven times and get a couple of catches. So this week, this past week, he had two receiving touchdowns. Um, Larimore just loves to fill his bench with white guys. I think that's honestly what it is. Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, I, think that's I, what I mean, it, that's what I'm going. Rex Burkhead is so touchdown dependent. That's just kind of a – if you start him, you're just hoping he gets in the end zone twice. I started him in one of my complete rebuilds. Nice. And uh, he scored two touchdowns last week, and I loved it. But, yeah, Larimore, he's got the Cole Beasley. Now he's got Burkhead. He's got James White. Technically, I'm, I'm keeping that one. He's got Renfro. He's got Higby. He's, got, he's hey, just got white, all the white dudes. Edelman. man. So They're gym rats. We need to add another white guy. Oh, yeah. That's his team. Um, the next player, I think the last player we have on the trade block is Goddard. So, oh no, we have a couple more tight ends. So it seems like everybody knows yeah. that teams are needed of tight ends right now. So we got Goddard and Ingram yeah, I don't both want going on the trade block. To deal with any of those two, actually. Oh, well, no, why not? Come down the quarterback play. I don't like Carson Wentz this year, and yeah. I don't not really a big Daniel Jones guy this year. I was last year, but this year they just kind of suck. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're getting, hey, you can you can run. The they're ball. getting better, you I know. Do, at the beginning of the year, they look terrible, but they're they're starting to figure out a little bit. I just, I mean, if I'm going to pick one of the two, it's definitely going to be Ingram. I think he's a better playmaker. Dallas I think Ingram's better rest of season. I think Goddard's better dynasty. I think once Ertz is out of there, Goddard's shown that he can be the guy. Um, Ingram, he's like the only target there. They got him and Sterling Shepard. Um, so he's like the only real threat. Uh, if you need a tight end, though, I can't see either of these guys being too expensive. So, you know, I'm assuming if they're up there, the guys are I, I mean, I feel like so, um, the, the, Larrys, the, the tight end market right now. The, I mean, it should be a little inflated, I think. Um, I wonder if I put up, you know, Hawkinson, what, you know, what a feelers I get. Oh, I've been getting some feelers. I'll tell you what, no, I'm going to put them on the trade block right now. Live. If you you get any offers within the next 25 minutes of this podcast, you have to show them off live. Put them on the trade block on the computer. 
Oh, you can. Oh, no, you can only be on the app. I'll do it right now. You cannot be on the computer. If you're listening live, he's going to the trade block right now, boys. (laughs) Love to see it. Um, Then I'm going to let you talk about your last two, and then we can move on to uh, next week. You got T. Higgins on the trade block. Kind of crazy to see. And then a pickup of Alshon uh... Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, you played last week. This is <laughs> first week you played. Um, I don't know. You used, used to be a really good receiver. I was a big Alshon guy when he was on the on the Bears. Loved him, right? And the Eagles, you know, Carson Wentz, you know, I just kind of talk a little trash about him. But Alshon, you know, when he's healthy, he gets it done. And, I, I you know, the first few years in, the, in this dynasty league, I was trying to get Alshon Jeffrey like every year from Tex, you know, second round pick, you know, I remember I, I gave him like an offer, second round pick and like Mark Ingram in 2017. Um, always trying to get him. I, I like him. He's a big guy. Touchdown, red zone dude. And then T Higgins. I've already gotten like three offers for T Higgins and a bunch of feelers for him. Yeah. So, I mean, really? you know what Jabers offered me. We talked about it in the backyard. Um, it's kind of the same thing from, you know, two other people. I, I really don't want to get rid of T. Higgins. I will. But I just think, you know, next year or the year after, he's going to be like a really good receiver in this league. So. Somebody come wild this man. Somebody come give him what. T. Higgins is going to deserve. You know, the Metcalfs of the world. You can, you can. I will. Yeah, exactly. Just, if you give go, me a good offer, your money. I'm most likely going to give you the player. This time last year, I got Travis Kelsey on my team, who's now the wide receiver six yeah, exactly. and ten one. I gave up way too much for him, but hey, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll where see. that draft pick ends up this year, right? Uh, Hey, <laughs> all right, let's I get put it on into, the trade uh, block, right? I just got two texts. Yep. From I'm not gonna do it. You don't you don't have to disclose names, but if you want to it's, disclose it's what old they classic, say, what do you want for them? The worst. Oh, the see that's that's my least favorite thing when it comes to trading. Then send me, send me what you yeah, think exactly. of them and we can find I, it if I, we I, need to find a spot in the middle. That puts me such a disadvantage of when they ask me what I want for them and they tell them because it could be less than what they're trying to offer. Yeah, you're the you're the on that side of it. You should be asking them what would you yeah. be willing to give for it. This is it's bartering one hundred and one. Come on, guys. This is this is why the trade market's where it is. That's why we're not making just, trades. Let's stop with that stuff. Let's keep it. Moving. I will respect there, you hundred percent more if you just say. Even as a dog shit offer, if you're like, hey, I'll give you fucking a third round pick and Colin Kaepernick for Hawkinson. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to take it, but thanks for, you know, (laughs) thanks for doing it. That was like offering me Darius. That was kind of a troll move. Not going to (laughs) lie. All right, let's get into week 11. I'm going to start off with my matchup. I'm going to try to make it as quick as I can. Um, I'm projected to beat Pat by 40 points. If I lose this week, Julio Jones is officially going to be on the trade block. For people asking what I'm doing with my team, that's it. If I miss the playoffs, 
Julio Jones is going to be my big yeah, seller because I think I can keep the rest of my team and do all right. Looking at Pap's team, he has Chris Carson in the starting lineup. I'm hoping he keeps him in the starting lineup just okay. like he did a couple weeks ago. So let's uh, let's go with that and going with the J.K. Dobbins. So this should be quick. Let's just nah. let's get Travis a win, get him back to big five and Evan six guy this week. Looking for a big upset. 95% yeah. chance to win. That's tough. 95. He actually just changed some people. I was up by 50 about when we started this podcast. So he just put, um, I believe, what did he put in there? Oh, Kalen Balash. So Balash was a big uh, pickup for him. Who uh, Anthony Lynn came out today and said that they were he was going to get a yeah. lot of the workload going forward. So interesting to see. Um, let's go to the next easy matchup. Strazik against Jabers. Strazik and I both lost some absolute heartbreakers last week. We put up. The second most points and the fourth most points in both lost. So we both get the easy week. The scheduled gods liked us. Um, he's going against Jabers. He's got also pretty much a 40 point, 95% chance. So Strazik and Jimbo it, both get a win this week. Jimbo wants to lose. How did Strazik and Jimbo both get a win? Oh, so, so Jimbo with the loss, yeah. Um, we got the Gus Bus and Adrian Peterson starting at his uh, Gus back spot. So that's hey, he looks pretty it's good. It's going to be uh, a fun year for him. You know who I'm sick of? Marquise Brown. That dude yeah. should be getting so many touches. Like, if they that be dude, him like, ways to get if the his ball. quarterback he's was Aaron Rodgers, he'd be sick right now. Or if they had an offense, like, yeah. all right. Let him run the ball. Let him do some other stuff. Like, you run some end rounds. Get the man touches. You have a freak. Like, look at what the 49ers do with, like, Debo Samuel. That's a freak athlete. Marquise Brown's a freak athlete. Get the man the ball. Let him do something. All right. Those are the two easy matchups. Let's me and Shrazy get some wins. Get us back to where we want to be and ruin this whole playoff seedings. Um, I'll let you talk about your matchup next because I think that is the most important match for the week. Well, actually, you know, as we're talking, Andrew puts in Damian Harris. He's starting this week. Um, I think Andrew is. I'm I'm at a point where like I I don't want to win, but I, I need to win because I want you to get a lottery pick so I can you know pop you know get a top four pick. Same time, I need to win games to get a higher seed, but then I need Andrew to win so he eats you out. Nah, that's okay. You can do fine with that. I just, dude, my running back stink. So does his though. Besides Gibson, but his receiver play. Dude, Alexander Madison is actually him. in your starting lineup. Is that legit? I have to start him. Like Montgomery's wow. out. Jackson's been out. Uh, Darius guy raped a person, and Mostert's still out. Mostert. Well, I think Mostert's going to be back in, <laughs> but they had a bye week. Yeah, yeah so he'll be back after my receivers so be compared to his are just there's young guys. We'll see what happens. I get lucky. I get lucky a lot. So the win, the win. The Lamar versus Deshaun matchup is going to be awesome to see. Um, you get to see D Hop tomorrow. It's going to be fun though. If you look at where this matchup comes down to, Monday night you have Godwin versus Cup in the Monday night matchup. So both of your flex ones are going to be going at each other to see 
I love exactly it. how many points Can't you wait. are away. So it's going to be pretty cool to see that. Yeah, he's running the same lineup you're just expected from. Deontay Johnson is a must start now, which is kind of interesting to see because coming off the year, he was starting Cooper and Lamb certain weeks. So now it's Cooper and Lamb both on his bench. Deontay starting off, and uh, then he's got the big two. Yeah. The I mean, hopefully, ready, so. you know, Claypool produces more than Johnson so I get a win. Oh, yeah, true. So that's another big part of that matchup, so it's going to be cool to see. Um, next up, we got Colin versus Tex. So right now, Tex is projected to win, even though he's 6-4, and four, Colin 7-3. Colin's having a lot of the same uh, problems with yeah. not sure which running backs to start. So he's got Gurley and Drake in right now. So it's going to be cool to see because you got Mahomes and Wilson who are the best two quarterbacks right now, two of the best quarterbacks. Um, probably, if it wasn't for Wilson's pass, we probably the two front runners for MVP. So you got those two. You got Jacobs. But then Texas is running out Henderson. So he's also struggling at running back. There's a lot of teams that aren't sure what to do at their running yeah. back position because he was expecting Taylor to have a big year. Fournette to I mean, have a big hurt. year. Eckler to have a big year. And they're pretty the good. Best. And Jonathan Taylor just can't hold on to the football, I guess. I mean, and we were talking, we were talking about Collins team and we were saying what's going to happen with Antonio Brown. And as of right now, Monday night, he's starting. He's starting. So he's starting him and Gronk and Jerry Judy's getting another start for him. So Judy's put up last three weeks, nine point, 22 point and an eight point. So Judy, 21 year old right out of Alabama is looking really good. I'm liking what I'm seeing out of him. He's um, dominating the air yards right now. So I was looking up some, like some advanced, advanced sabermetrics and all that stuff. And the air yards for him over the last four weeks is actually leading the league. So Drew Locke's throwing it, but he just can't find them. Trevor Lawrence Broncos next year, right? But yeah, that's what we're looking at. Trevor Lawrence, um, remember? I think they'll trade okay. up. Uh, I don't think they're gonna be bad. Give Von Miller something like that. that. No, Two don't do that. Can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not the way to do it. Um, last but not least, we have the 50-50 matchup. We got LeBoulier against oh, Larry. Big LeBoulier guy so this are we week. We all LeBoulier fans this week. Yeah. All right. Oh, you have Larimore's first round pick as well. So, <laughs> so the whole world is LeBoulier fans. So that's yeah, gonna make Larry uh... love himself even more. I mean, I think Bulls' team is just better. Oh, he's starting Kelvin Reddy. He's Kel- I didn't know he's back. Um, he's questionable, so he's going to be in his lineup for now. I'm, he's limited to practice. I'm assuming he's going to be out another week. He should be back. It's looking like week twelve, yeah. but yeah, I'm thinking he's going to be out. Which if is he? If he is, it's okay. He'll have a Yuke in there who's yeah. I mean, lighten it up. I think everyone you're you're hoping that Larry loses. I hope he loses. Andrew is. Strazik is. Strazik is. There's there's not too many people that's rooting for Larry. So this is exactly where he comes in strive. So we got the my biggest question for LeBoulier's team, because I think he does have a solid team, is Matt Stafford. He's got Matt Stafford and Jared Cook. If you look at Jared Cook's stats the last couple of weeks, he's not getting on the field. 36% snap and 36% snap the last two weeks. Maybe Jameis opens that up, but 
That is a I mean, scary, with a backup quarterback, with Jared Cook. they rely on their number one guys. So I don't think Jared Cook's going to have that much success in the coming weeks. Yeah, that's scary. Um, well, on the other side, you got the two young wideouts. You got Metcalf and Jefferson. Then you got Parker and Hilaire's back in the lineup. So coming off the bye, Lara's hoping that. He can get back up over that 50% um, snap share. So he was under 50 the last two weeks. But is this going to be – it could be one of two things. Either Lev Bell can come out of the bye week, like, ready to go, or maybe they got Hilaire ready to go. So we're going to see it right away in that Sunday night game, what that uh, team's going to be looking like. That'll be a good game. Yeah, it should, should be a very good game. So, yeah, I'm excited. So – Tight end matchups and yeah, that quarterback. That man right we got now. Herbert with the haircut. You bench so him right now. I'm, gonna, I'm hoping that that's going to hold him back. Yeah, Derrick Henry against Baltimore, and then Robinson against Pitt. Those two running backs are very good, but those two defenses might be even better. If so I'm Larry, this, we could see a low scoring game. I'm going with guys. probably Jared Goff this week. Yeah, Jared Goff's quarterback. Really. Do the haircut. You, I'm telling you. You're that far off Herbert? I remember last year I was deployed and <laughs> I needed to cut my off. hair because the wind was just retarded. And was, we were hooping every day. I, sh- I shaved my head and I couldn't make a bucket. Save my life. The hair matters. Really? That's sad. The hair. Hey, heard it here first. The hair matters. All right, let's get into – so we've redrafted the 2017 draft, the 2018 draft, the 2019 draft. Let's try to do a little bit of this 2020 draft. I know it is. We're coming right – it just happened, so it's tough to do. But let's give some just bold reactions to it. We don't have to go through yeah. every pick like we've been doing, but I'll read off what we had, and we can already see that there's already just some stinkers on here, which is fun to see. So we got Hilaire at one, Taylor two, Dobbins three. Swift four, Acres. That might be the first question mark. Five, Judy six, Lamb seven, Rager, Jefferson, Mims, Rugs, Keyshawn Vaughn, Ayuk, Pittman, T Higgins, Brian Edwards, Zach Moss, Burrow, Herbert, Gronkowski. That was a compensation pick. Then Hayden Hurst, AJ Dillon, Anthony McFarland, Laviska Chenault, Antonio Gibson, Tua, Claypool. Josh Kelly, Cole Komet, and Antonio Gandy Golden. Chris, I got a question for you. If you're on the clock right now, midseason, you have pick 101. Who are you taking? Oh, God damn it. That's it's tough. I was doing my redraft for this in the top so, five picks. I switched back I and think, forth about 10 times because I think there's five guys. Honestly. Maybe Swift with like you know him getting starting job now and playing pretty good, but I think Jerry Judy's you know the guy. I just think he's Jerry Judy's your number. He's one shown man. this year he has you know he's got a bad quarterback obviously, but like dude's got talent. Um, there's really like I'm not gonna pick you know Claypool number one. Um. You know what's funny? So you went with Collins' pick at pick six that I thought was crazy. 
I want yeah, the Harrison to pick at pick seven. I want CD Lamb at one. I want that guy who's just a freak. I think that I CD Lamb was my fifth ranked player coming into the draft, and I think that he was just a freak. So if I had to where do you pick? The draft, uh, I think where do you pick one. So that's the thing with Hilaire. So I'll give you my top five. I went Lamb at one, Swift at two. I put Hilaire at three. I had Hilaire at three just because I still think in the future it's going to be that offense. I think Lev's not going to be there. I had Dobbins at four. See, I Taylor have Taylor five. over. So that Dobbins. was my top five right there. I, I just love Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. I just He's love just that a stud, I feel like. He, he looks bad. I mean, he looks terrible right now. He doesn't, he doesn't look good. No, he doesn't. That's my problem. Because I, ha- I had him at two. When I first did this, I had him at two. And then I moved him down to three. Then I'm like, you know what? He just doesn't. He's not passing the eye test. Yeah. The other running backs are passing the eye test. So on, I, I got another offer. <laughs> All right. So you got your first offer. Let's don't. Uh, if you tell who it's is, it is it players a- or picks? I just got a for T Higgins oh. and Hawkinson. I send them both. I get two first round picks. Huh? No way. No way. Great starting offer. That's a good starting offer though. Like you said, good starting offer. It's a great, great conversation is ready to happen. Um, at pick six, I yeah, have- he's- He's look good. I mean, like, I think he's just. An I really didn't expect him to be this good this year, um, especially with Kirk Cousins. But he just gets those downfield routes, chunk plays. He looks good. He's probably. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he walked right into Diggs' yeah, role and took it. He's gonna be good for a while. If they if they get a better quarterback, he should be you know, a really good dynasty receiver. Um. And then I had Judy at seven. So Judy pretty much stayed exactly where he was for me. Um, exactly. I still think the Broncos is what's holding him back. I think that Lamb's going to be okay because he's going to get a quarterback. I think Jefferson's okay because he has a quarterback. I have Judy at seven mm-hmm. because what if they go into lock next year and say he's our guy? If Elway just doesn't want to say he's I think he's if, you switch, issue with Judy if right you switch Judy with Lamb, uh, I think Lamb is the same situation in Denver where he's just he looks good, but it's just not put up numbers and Jerry Judy is just a guy. I think I honestly think that it could happen because sometimes mm-hmm. Judy's touches are amazing, but a lot of times the ball is just not in the right place. Um who did you have? So that was my big seven. I had seven guys that were definitely yeah, sure. no doubt about it. Uh do you agree with that? I think you gotta put Claypool yeah, up there. He's had a pretty good season. So who um, Claypool. Sorry, say that again. Nine. I, Claypool. I have Claypool at nine. Oh my guy. I, I think Claypool I, is a little better than Higgins now. I had your boy. I mean, it, it, I think T Higgins just is going to have it going forward. Yeah. I think T Higgins, dynasty wise, could be a wide receiver one. I don't know if Claypool ha- he might yeah, have. Yeah, I mean, the upside. I, I like he might not. A lot. I'm not sure. I mean. Getting all these offers for him. People want him. And I'm just going to wait. See what happens. No, yeah. 
don't have to give them up yet. We still uh, have the trade deadline coming up in a little bit. And then yeah, pick 10 to round out my first round, I got a uke. Because that offense is awesome. That offense lets him do exactly what he's supposed to do. They let him play his game. They don't try to make him go too far out of it. It's really cool to see um, how smart of an offensive mind Shanahan can be. But uh, love to see a uke. Good for Bulls. Where does uh trade, but where does Mims go? Pick in the second round there, and uh, in a redraft. So Mims, that was one of my issues. So he was one of my bigger fallers just because mm. the offense isn't anything. They're gonna lose every game. He's never gonna really put up any big numbers. He put up like a finally a yeah. decent week. I had him all the it's, way down I mean, at like it just eighteen sucks or nineteen. Getting drafted that team. So I got a question for you. So who was your, Probably... who was your biggest faller coming out of this? Dob I'll say Dobbin just like in the first round because he he went what second? Third. Honestly, I don't I don't really feel comfortable Dobbins taking Dobbins this third. year. Um but he still goes first round. But uh I think Jalen Rager is really disappointed this year. It's just kind of same situation yeah, as I agree with that one. Mims where quarterback. I mean, he's been hurt a lot this year too. Um, if I didn't trade my first round pick this year, I probably would have picked Rager. I was a big Rager guy. Um, big Rager guy myself. I actually have him at eleven just because I still think he has oh, huge upside yeah. coming forward. But my biggest follower was Akers. That dude, I feel like I feel like he's getting the opportunities. He's just not doing enough with it. He's getting beat out by Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. Just, it's just yeah, he's it's just a weird offense to see right now. I don't really. He doesn't look like a, like a strong running back right now. I mean, he, he, yeah. he looks like he might end up being a decent receiving back for them. Like he doesn't, he hasn't carved out a role. I know there was a limited training camp. I know all that stuff. But, yeah, Akers was by far my biggest follower. I have him all the way down at 16. I have him behind Gibson, who jumped up really far in my rankings. I have him right next to, like, Robinson, who's an undrafted free agent. I have an undrafted free agent next to pick five in our draft, Cam Akers. That's saying a lot more about Akers. I don't know if that's saying more about Robinson or more about Akers, but. Saying a little bit about Evan, those. Evan legit got screwed picking those yeah, two guys, him and Dobbins. Um, because they're, both... yeah, he should have traded out of that fifth pick. Um, he wanted to, he was saying it for months and months and months, could never find the deal, and now he's probably going to be stuck with Acres. Yeah, uh, once he drops them, I'll pay like them, and then he does well 14 for bucks else. for him. Yeah, so looking back on this third round, every year we got some third round just studs. And this year, it was back-to-back-to-back picks. You got pick, what would that be, 25. You got Gibson running back one right now, doing work. Tua at 26, I think he's going to be a stud. And then Claypool at 27. So two of those were picked by Harris. Good job, Harris. Um, bad job trading one of them away for absolutely nothing. Yeah, I can't wait. Just trying to get a win, so that's gonna be that's gonna come back to haunt them in years to come. <laughs> um, first round biggest busts. 
it's still year one, but you got to go Acres with your biggest bust, and then second biggest is either Rager or Mims. Um, with Jefferson definitely being the biggest I mean, riser in my mind. I'm talking biggest riser. Like it's probably going to be James Robinson. Okay. Oh, in general, yeah. I was just talking off that first round, but yeah, James Robinson, he's he's going to see himself right into that top like 15, 16, right into that realm if you're redrafting the whole thing right now, which is awesome to see. Somebody like Keyshawn yeah. Vaughn, who went number 12, isn't even going to sniff your top probably 40. AJ Dillon, Anthony McFarland. Um, I like oh, Zach Moss is a weird. I like Zach Moss, the, right? I like I like him as a player. I just don't like him on his team because they don't really. Their running back one is Josh Allen. So that I, I don't really foresee them. You know, give him carries to just running backs. They just want to drop back if they don't have a guy open. Cool. This guy who weighs two hundred eighty pounds going to run you over. Yeah, exactly. Moss, if you look at all the PFFs, I know some people believe in it, some people don't. He's actually having a very good year. Great pass blocker, so he's going to keep himself on Beginning the field. Beginning of the year, and I think he's going to overtake having a good year. I, uh, uh, coming up soon. Straight up, like and then, Mostert for Zach Moss, but got denied. Yeah. yeah, he's old as shit. Mostert's one of those guys that people don't realize how old he is. Just low mileage. <laughs> he's been in the league for a while, and people don't realize that. Um, and then another guy I wanted to talk about a little bit was Pittman. So Pittman went at 14. He's probably going to stay right around there if you're redrafting this, maybe a little later. He's had some I big weeks, had some really injuries, like but what do you think about the him going Colts forward? This year, honestly. Um, I, I like Phil Rivers. It's just yep. Phil Rivers looks bad. Um, They probably should have drafted a quarterback, honestly. Yeah, and he just looks slow, dude. I'm just – the dump off king know. Phil Rivers. I, I just I don't really like the 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 Colts are turning into the Lions, in my opinion, of just players you just don't want on your team. Uh oh, uh oh. Yeah, that's a tough break for him. Rest in peace to T. Y. Hilton. Yeah, but you know, yeah, tough to tough to see him uh, his career end. You take while being you take Pippen. That's you know, <laughs> never how you want to see your career. Be confident end. about it. Yeah, you're, you're happy with your pick. And then the most happy person out of the second round has to be Lyra Moore with uh, Burrow and Herbert back-to-back yeah, at pick. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever taken a quarterback second round in this, these drafts. I've been, like, you know, living the third round for quarterbacks. But, uh, hey, works out for him. You have the two top guys. Yep. Yep, he definitely he went out on a limb, got his guys, and now they're starters for him. So it's good to see helping him win games. Um, I actually made one of the trades so he could get that. But the okay. highest quarterback, I've got a or false question for it. So highest ever history was pick two oh two. In the twenty twenty one draft, will there be a higher pick? Than two oh two. True or false? Yeah. False. You still don't think anybody's gonna bite that early? You shouldn't. I mean, I hope someone does because I'm not. If someone picks a quarterback the first round, that's just kind of – there's so many other quarterbacks that play good. And those quarterbacks aren't going to produce for not – you know, big number produce for like, you know, two years or so. Um, 
Yeah, if someone takes Trevor Lawrence on the Jets in the first round, they might need to be, you know, kicked out of the league because that's a bad look. All right, all right. We'll keep to that. Yeah, so I, I did take Kyler Murray 202 a couple years ago. Oh, um, ended up working out for me. I, I remember you picked like, Yeah, uh, he's going to be stud. I'm like, yeah, we'll see. And then it works out. I, I like quarterbacks who can get me running numbers. Those are the most fun quarterbacks. Um, get you a little bit of both. And this year, I never thought it was going to be like it is now. So we'll see going forward. All right, that was fun to talk about the 2020. Um, next week, I think we're going to have a little bit of talk just deep into trades. I think we're going to have a just bigger trade segment because that's going to be the last week before the trade deadline. So All we're going it. to get like, deep. We're going to get into a little bit. So the plan is me and the co-hosts are going to bring trades to each other and say the question of the segment is who says no. So we're each going to bring a trade to the person, say, okay, who says no to this trade? Or is it a good trade? Is it an even trade? So we're going to try to bring some even trades to just help um, – maybe help discussions a little bit because like you just said, some of these trade talks are getting a little rough. Yeah, they stink. All right, let's get to uh, everybody's favorite power rankings. Let's wrap this up and go watch a little bit of the uh, NBA draft and see the Celtics pick another dude from um, Slovenia that's going to sit in his league for another three years. And then uh, we'll see him like Gershon. Hey, hey, don't talk shit about Gershon. That's my guy. But uh, before we get power rankings, if you were to trade up top seven in this draft, who do you want? If I was to trade, like in the Celtics, if you if they were to trade, you know, Gordon Hayward in a first round pick. Oh, go get that center from USC. Yes, sir. I'm all about it, dude. Get get give me a big boy who can sit in that middle and do something. We need center. We need center bad. All right. Anyways, uh. All right, 10 and 9, do you have the same, or do you have any movement? Uh, Jimbo is definitely 10. You have Jimbo at 10. Okay, we've had Pap at 10 the last couple of weeks. Nah, Jimbo seems terrible. All and right. then... I, I just think I think Jimbo is the better manager, so I'm keeping him at... Uh, all right. I'm keeping fair. him at 9. Keeping Pap at 10. All right. I got, who do you have at 8? Ah. Uh... I, I got my man Travis Remy. I'm sorry. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me how it is. Get me off the ledge because I think I have a good oh, team. Oh, you have a good team for sure. But, you know, wins and losses matter. Um, Y'all see, y'all see what, what number are you ranked-wise for points for? You're up there. You're second. second. All right. I mean, you have a good team, right? It's just – they're not doing it for you. You're yeah. getting fucked. I got myself an eight oh, yeah. as well. Um, it, it's sad. Uh, I really need to win out, and I got three matchups. I got Pap, which should be a win, hopefully. I got you, which I have 200 more points for than you, so I hope I can run <laughs> run you over, and I got Colin. I need to win all three of those. If I don't win them, I'm out of it again. So this could be back-to-back years with a top three points for and out of the playoffs so we're, we're getting to the witching hour of the my uh, hour. of my fantasy football career this is about the time of year last year where i just stopped posting um my recaps of the year because i was yeah, just so upset. mad with fantasy yeah. football so this is this is about the time of year where i just got butt hurt and don't want to do anything anymore so we're getting pretty close you'll be all right 
At number seven, I Me have too. you. I'll be straight up with you. I don't. The running backs are just yeah. so bad. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I don't know what suck. to do. Seeing you score 70 points and starting Alexander Madison, where I'm scoring 120 and I'm leaving um, some top guys on my bench just makes hey, me upset. Who won, though? You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, hey, it's my, all right. My team just. Just show me who, who it's just way too young right now, which is what I want. I want a young team. Um, we we have a future. We'll be there. We'll be there soon. I promise you. Uh, who do you have at six? Let's hear it. <sighs> Andrew Harris. Oh, yep, me too. I mean, it's kind of the same me situation too. as you. He has a good team. It's just they're not really playing well. Harris has a very inconsistent team if you look at his team. He's going to have certain weeks where he's going off. So he has – his finishes this year are 1, 10, 10, 1, 8, 7, 3, 10, 9, 1. He has three ones and three tens. He is such a weird team. If you play him on a certain week, you're going to get smoked and you never have a chance. If you play him on other weeks, you get a free win. He is such a weird team this he year. He has two best receivers in the game. Uh, yep. Top five tight end, good quarterback. Alex's team is just, yeah, like you said, inconsistent. Yeah, Lamar's not putting up the year he put up last year. Neither is Andrews, and that's um, kind of what's holding him back. And then just that running back position, he traded everything and its mother for Mixon, and Mixon either playing and not doing well, or Mixon stinks. <laughs> I'm in agreement there. All right, number five, I had Larry. I had Larry. All right, yeah, I just – his team, the tight end, and those flexes are going to be fun to see down the stretch because I don't know if Devontae Parker – he's getting the targets. He's just not getting the catches. He's got Clyde in there. So when his team is completely healthy, ready to go, this is his best lineup is what you're seeing today. And I think, I think it's the fifth best because Zeke's in a weird spot. He's got a couple guys in just weird spots. Zeke's still a stud, but just not doing it for me. I had Alex at four until until you told really? me Justin Herbert got a haircut. Until <laughs> that happened. I had to bump him down. All right. Well, who did you have? Uh, I have my man, Michael Strazik. Give him at four, all right. Let's I hear just, a little bit about it. He has the two, when healthy, the two best uh, running backs in the game. His receivers are, they put up consistent numbers. It's just that quarterback, man, and tight end, they stink. That's the only bad part about his team right now. Even with, even with McCaffrey out, Mike Davis is pretty good. Yeah, he had a rough week this past week, but this week he's going against Detroit, so he can just bowl. And he's, him and the little meatball body he has is just going to roll his way to a quick 90 yards, two touchdowns. It's going to be yeah. gross. He's like the new worst um, I actually had Shreese at, at three? three. I had I had Tex at four. Yeah, I have Tex at three. Looking at Texas team is similar to your team where I'm like, all right, is that really who you're starting to run yeah. back? He's going with Daryl Henderson this week, and it's just like the Daryl Hendersons, the Tyler Boyds, the inconsistent Lockets, who is Lockett injured or not? I'm not sure. The team came out and said he was injured, and then Pete Carroll said, no, he's not. So I don't really know what's going on with him. Um, Texas redeeming quality is Darren Waller, Ross, and um, Jess Jacobs right now for him. He's got a lot of question marks in his other positions. I have 
him at four, and I just think that Strazik has an overall better team. If, I like Strazik's team. Like you said, only real holes. If Strazik's team has more wins, he's probably like number two for me, honestly. Like if he has yeah. seven wins, he's number two for sure. Did you have Tex at number three? Yeah, Tex at three. All right, if you want to talk a little bit about him, you can. I mean, I, mean, I you know, I talked some dirt on him a little earlier. Sorry, Tex. But the team's still solid. Um, most guys probably consistently sc- score over 10, besides maybe like Daryl Henderson, which is kind of like a, a question mark there. Um, I just don't really like, you know, Adam Thielen. Um, there's, it's just a weird team. Like you said, like, it's just, I don't know how to think about it, but he wins games. That's all I know. Not too many studs, not too many week in week out. You know, they're going to get you 20 point studs versus my number two team, which is Colin. Colin. I know every week Mahomes is going to have a stud week. Woods has been all year. I have Colin at number two. Um, I just think he has a more well-rounded team. I'm liking his players a little more. And he has seven wins. Like you said, the wins matter. And calling at seven and three, having one singular more point than Tex on the season is kind of funny. Um, Zero dollars left. So this is what you see in Colin's team right now. That's the thing. Unless he makes a trade. Yeah, I mean, I hate Colin's team, but it wins. It wins games. About what? So that's exactly what I feel about your team. Oh, big time. I hate it too. <laughs> you want to talk anything else on Colin's team? I mean, he needs tight end help too. I don't think – you can't really be confident in fucking starting Gronk. Hey, stop. Sorry, that dog's being a dipshit. Um, <laughs> yeah, old team. Yeah, Gronk his last five weeks has four touchdowns, so that's what's holding him uh, where he is. He's just getting those red zone targets, which is all that really matters for tight end, so – you got to like that, but I agree. Colin's team, you got some rough teams in here that have some holes that are just getting his win. So if Colin can get to that eight wins that locks him up in that playoff spot, that pretty much locks him into a bye week as well, which is all you really need. And then he can skate. I'm excited to see Judy in his lineup going forward and seeing what he can really do. When I look at the whole league, besides, you know, the nine and 10, I think eight, one through eight, they're actually like really close, I think. Maybe not my team. So, like, the one through seven, like, it's close. It's not like, you know, years past where, like, you have a clear, you know, one and two. You know, like you said, a few things happen. Schedules happen. You know, you're number one. Stray's number one. It's just, I think every team is just in contention. Besides. Yeah, every team every team has a shot at the playoffs, and a lot of teams have a shot at not making the playoffs. There's going to be two people this year who are going to be upset that thought that they could make it that aren't going to be there. And uh, and I'm going to be upset. If you look I'm... at that fantasy football hub, it's looking like it's going to be me, you, or Harris. One of the three of us, or two out of the three of us, are going to be upset. I mean, really, I wouldn't mind if you were eight seed, I was seven seed. I'd like that a lot. <laughs> You might not hear from me again if that happens, but let's get on to um, number one. We got we both got Laboya. Yeah. Team is just rolling everybody. Oh. He's got four running backs that can all put up twenty points week in week out. Love his team. It's, I think it's the clear best right now. Just quarterback kind of, 
yeah, his quarterbacks kind of suck. Besides that. Like, like we've talked about other teams, quarterback tight end is the biggest issue on a lot of these yeah. teams. It's weird. Like, my team, I'm good there. I strung. Yeah, I got Kyler, I got Kyler and Kelsey, so I can't say the same. I mean, I, I don't, I don't really like Jameson Crowder as a player, but he just produces somehow. I was thinking the same thing. So Jameson Crowder, he's been injured a lot this year. But if the games he hasn't been injured, the games he's actually played, got on the field, twenty-one points, thirteen points, twenty-one points, eight points, nine points. Like at the end of the year, you're gonna be like, oh, he was a wide receiver, like forty. He didn't have a good year. But then you look at the games he actually played. He's doing yeah. well. Big Crowder guy back in the day, though. Because you know, Jets are just such a bad team. So hopefully Bulls gets Calvin Ridley back. That's the thing. He is 8-2, and two and he hasn't had really the last three weeks. So that's uh, saying something about his team, too. So Ayuk on the bye this week. So we're going to see if he can really uh, stir something up if Ridley's yeah. out. All right. Well, I want to thank you, Chris. Let's get on to uh, watching some NBA draft. I think... Edwards officially went number one for any of uh, those listeners out there that care. He just went number one? Yeah, I think he officially went number one. So, no Lamelo for uh, Colin and all those ball fans out there. I think uh, they should have traded down, get Wiseman. Then, I would say there's a lot of uh, players in this draft that just are, people are unsure about. So, it's kind of, kind of a fun draft. Wiseman's going to be a stud. I guarantee it. All right, there's the CPIC guarantee for any of your basketball knowledge out there. So uh, I'll talk to you next week. Chris, it was nice to have you home and nice to talk to you Yeah, man. Can't wait for next week. All right, talk to you later.